Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Big L Uwe. And my name is Big L Oki. Welcome to Time Played 3HR. This week, Big I already L welcomed Uwe. them to Time Played 3HR. Yeah, well, I, you, know, you threw me with the Big L thing, <laughs> so it sort of threw me off. Um, but no, this week, Big L, I got to play uh, Silent Hill 2. Three that hours. Sounds, that sounds great, Big L. Should we do a podcast about it? And we're gonna, yeah, take it away, Big L. Okay, Big L. What fun we have, eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> big time, Big L. Have we ever said our second names on this podcast by accident? I've definitely said your second name on this podcast. It's funny because I don't really know what the threat is. I'm not, there's nothing, you know, there's probably quite a few of me in the world. Yeah. What happens that. if they know my second name? Nothing. But nothing. For some I mean, reason, you think of any sort I of high it. profile person online uh, and it, everyone knows all of their names. So if you know these big people. Yeah. Why would it matter if you know some super insignificant little poddy out in the corner of the internet? It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't. So isn't what's your second name? Isn't that right, Louis Brooks? <laughs> oh, he did it. Uh, thing is now, ah, but with me, I've got a much more unique name. Yeah. You know, there's there's only one of me on Facebook. Yeah, it's it's rare you come across a Lockie Rosenthal um, <laughs> on Facebook. Oh, darn you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not very, all you have to do is, uh, a very, I would be very easy to find if you try it. Yeah. There's probably quite a few of me also. And there's also a lot of links to my name that links to the podcast. I'm sure that are highly easily findable on the internet. Mm. So if you want to find out, Hey, it's out there. I mean, you could go on our time played three HR Instagram and then hey, come find... don't make it too easy for them, Louie. <laughs> I, 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 knew, I knew the ways to do it. I didn't want to give them a step-by-step guide to okay. do it. Left, leave a little bit of intrigue and mystery. Come on. Silent Hill 2. Uh, let's just stick to Big L from now on, okay? Two Big Ls. Big L and Rich L. What does that mean? Uh, it's just a band called Big and Rich. So I sort oh. of was doing a play on that. Oh, well, I didn't get it. No, it's a rogue thing, rogue band. Anyway. You are pretty rogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking of rogue, Silent Hill 2. What a rogue suggestion it was, eh? Uh, Well, not for you because you love this game, apparently. Uh, And I was asking you, I came to your house to play this game. (laughs) Yeah. You insisted that I play on your little television for context, whatever that meant. You You said this game was designed to be played on a television like this. And I, of course, fought that and said, no, (laughs) this game was designed and made when televisions like this happened to be the highest tech screen on the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, it was, it was a joy to come around and um, play this game for three hours with you on the little TV. Yeah. And if anyone wants to see it, we have an Instagram where I took a picture of my legs and myself holding the controller playing in front of the TV so you can see the exact setup on yeah. Insta if you want to see it. 
I think I have some other stuff I'm going to put up as well on cool, Silent Hill 2. Um, so you played Silent Hill 2. Mm-hmm. Lockie, mm-hmm. what do you think about Silent Hill 2? Just, just like first, just first inklings. Give me a word, maybe two words. I, I thought it was really pretty good. Oh, um, interesting. Going into it, I thought, you know, I don't play too many spooky games, really. Um, and there are a lot of, because it's a sort of thriller, it's very nice to play a thriller that's not sort of in a dark, dingy place, which is sort of the first thing that stood out to me. It was very nice sort of having that sort of intenseness around me whilst not walking through a pitch black area. Mm. Um, and we were talking about this, like the fact that they can use fog to uh, sort of reduce vision instead of darkness is a really nice way to play because you still sort of have that lack of information that sort of scary things rely on. Yeah. Uh, as well as not being brought down because you're in the dark all the time. All the time. I mean, you do end up in the dark a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think that's where, that's where one of my problems came with the game. I thought, so for people who don't know, I think maybe you should do this instead of me. Uh, just, uh, talk, just talking about the, like, the fog. Yeah. Cause. Um, Okay, yeah, so Silent Hill 2 is like a psychological horror game on the PlayStation 2. Um, you play James, whose wife passed away a year ago, but he just received a letter um, saying to come meet him in Silent Hill at a place they vacationed whenever it was, when they were happy. Um, and it's in and her handwriting. And it's in her, her, her handwriting. And, uh, like spooky. And what's, so he what's goes up to with Silent that? Hill. What is up with that? That's what he says. That's his line. What's up with that? And then um, he gets out of the car and he starts walking into Silent Hill. Um, and in there you meet lots of, well, a few really interesting characters sort of on their own journey. And you navigate um, these sort of labyrinthian um, areas with weird puzzles um, and horrible monsters and figure out exactly what's going down in Silent Hill. Mm. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much sums it up. Yeah, that sums it up. Yeah. Um. So, um, we are actually already like a few minutes into this podcast, but we're going to do a slightly different format, ever so slightly, because I have a lot to say about this video game. I've I've written a nice tidy list here that I'm looking at. Okay, if you can hear that, listeners, that's my notepad. Um. I've got some headings. I'm going to go through each of them and say the points underneath them as you do. Um, and then, Lockie, I, I think you'll chime in. On, I love it. On, on any of them. I, lo- I love that, that whole format, that whole idea. Wonderful. Go. Shoot. So, <laughs> the first heading I have is... They're quite basic headings. There's nothing exciting. Is mm-hmm. the look. I thought we'd start from there. Just realized there is one thing I have to tell you before we do any of this. Yeah, I'm here. You asked me a lot. When was it that I played this game? Yes, and I just want to give some context about how annoying this was. So this is a PlayStation 2 game. Louis famously never played anything scary ever until about two weeks ago. (laughs) It feels like. And now he can't shut up about spooky things. Um, (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And so I, I sort of had a big feeling that he didn't play this you know, on release or within the last few years. Uh, so I feel like, well, as in, I felt like he had to have played it in the last very recently. Um, 
And I asked him and I asked him and he refused to tell me. He kept giving me the, oh, let's save it for the podcast line, which is very annoying. <laughs> when you're in the flesh and you want to have a conversation with someone and they're like, nah, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, everyone has that. When they're trying to talk to their friend and their friend's like, no, we'll save it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah dude, shut up. This is gold. <laughs> so, Louis. Yeah. Uh, finally, the, ga- the gates have been unlocked. Uh-huh. The seal has been broken. We're on the podcast. Uh-huh. Tell me, when did you first mm. play this game? When did I first play it? Not yes. long after I got the TV. Okay. Um, but I've never finished it. Okay. I have watched, and I first watched someone play it several years ago. And I think I've seen people play it four or five times. Okay. Like the whole thing. Right. There's what do you answer? Okay, okay. Well, what do you you want me to be shocked? I mean, yeah, I want you to be appalled, please. <laughs> well, I'm not appalled. I don't care. Hey, enjoy it how you want to enjoy it, man. I think I think it's a great game to watch, personally. Right. Well, I think it's a good game to play too. I mean, if you can get over slightly archaic controls. Anyway, uh, you're, you're you're no you're cutting through my list. We're starting with the look. Okay. Sorry. So. The best thing about this game is the introduction, which I love dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, it kicks off inside a random bathroom on the side of a street with a weird camera angle pointed directly at the urinal, and then it cuts up to James looking in the mirror, looking dopey as hell. And then you walk around this gross room, and you leave, and then some sick tunes play, and your wife starts talking to you, and you're like, what the fuck? And then you go into some fog. Yep. Do you agree? Yes, that's what happens. Do you agree that it's fantastic? Well, I <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, again, derail your format here, but I think the controls, uh, you know, it, <laughs> as a result of the controls, it took me about 30, 40 seconds to walk out yeah. of that bathroom. Yeah, and I wonder if that's <laughs> what that bathroom so is awkward. for. Like, I wonder if that bathroom is so, like, you don't, because that's not when the proper intro starts. No. That's, so I wonder if it's just like to give you a little space before like some emotional stuff starts to occur for you to just figure out how to move. Maybe. Um, but it, like it, the first thing that hit me, and again, I'm sure I'm going to seep into other areas here, but see. straight off the bat was uh, how good the game looked. That's you We're know. on the look right now. This is it. Oh, we are. I thought we were just in general intro. No, the look. Okay, well, I thought it looked great. Um, so it's real atmospheric, and it looks like it honestly could be an early PS3 game hmm. rather than a uh, PS2 game. It was one of those bad boys, and it's just I think we, you know, we were saying the textures are wicked. Yeah, they um, are. They're really, really spicy. Like the models, it, it it's all it's all really it's all really really nice. They did a great job on the whole look it, of the game. It's got like a really. It's like someone just designed a game world and then they just covered it in this layer of grime that's consistent. And well, to be honest, it gets kind of worse as the game goes on. But for the most part, it's like this sort of perfect layer of grime that is like really, really, it just like touches everything and it works really, really well. I mean, it's interesting that the last two games uh, that we've done on this podcast have been two of the games that have actually felt the most grimy. Wait, what did we do last time? Uh, 
vampire masquerade. Oh yeah, that was pretty grimy. <laughs> and, so, and so going from that to this, yeah, two highly. Oh, sorry, I forgot about <laughs> Kingdom Hearts VR experience. Oh yeah, that's plunked, not grimy. Plunked in the middle. That's it's the opposite. That of is grimy. not grimy. Uh, but shine. But the flankers, the two pieces of bread around our episode one hundred. Yeah, are two very grimy episodes. So uh, mm. and they both pulled it off very well, and this game pulled it off super super fantastic yeah it has like some really nice little touches the lighting is really really cool um you have a flashlight and you do spend a lot of time in the sort of dark and it just seems quite impossible for a ps2 they must have been pulling a lot of tricks because it has like like dynamic lighting so you shine a light on an object and it casts like a real shadow Mm. um and stuff like that so it's like really impressive and it looks really nice against some of those like tiled textures and it's just like it's a very consistent looking game. I think it's rare for like the PS2 to have a game that looks that consistent. And I think that's the value of playing on a CRT is that it withholds the consistency. Whereas if you played it on your laptop I at a higher it, res, it, it I think it's gonna look flatten worse. Flatten some of it. Um I think that's that's very possible. But mm. for the most part, I think uh it it yeah. Mm. I think it'd be a good experience whenever, wherever. So they did do an HD remake of Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3 for PS3. Um, and it was met with scorn. Um, I think basically they buggered up. The fog didn't work right. So the game looked terrible. Okay. And the worst thing they did was they re-recorded all the voice dialogue. Which you love. Which I love. Um, they... Guess who played James Sunderland, our main protagonist? Uh, you're going to have to tell me. It's one of the two. Troy. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Really weird. He played. Yeah, I think it was quite an early role for him that he played James Sunderland in Silent Hill 2 HD, okay. which is bizarre. Um, which is a shame. Wow. Uh, why? Because he did a bad job, or because he I'm, I don't, I've played never a role that you didn't want? To but I just I don't listen to it. But like, I think I think I mean we can talk. We can skip right to Is it like the acting when, uh, right now. You know, Disney cast someone who's very good at acting as a character that no one wants them to cast them as. Yeah, I think I think well, I think I think the dialogue adds a very certain tone to the game and the way it's given is very specific. And I think there's a real value in not knowing how purposeful that was or how just like maybe the voice direction is just generally bad or they couldn't get the right people in. I think there's a value in not knowing if it was on purpose or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it adds to that feeling of like confusion that Silent Hill carries. So to just replace it with professional voice actors throughout just kind of takes that, mystery away and okay. answers a question that maybe you don't want answering all right so sure. you know what i mean mm, kind of i mean i think i mean if it's just you know something that people grow accustomed to and really like after a while uh well i think it's but i yeah, think it's that, all of the but above. i mean I, I i don't think it's necessarily bad for a company to want to try re-recording dialogue to yeah make a better game i mean if you know people playing it for the first time Obviously, if all the other shit worked, mm. like the fog, like you were saying, mm. and all that other aspects, I think maybe I probably would want to hear it with some good voice acting, but mm. I don't know. 
You'd have to hear it. And, and I mean, the voice acting, we were talking about this on a different episode. What was it? On Resident Evil? Yeah, Resi. Um, we were saying that it's, well, you were saying that it's just all these actors that were brought in who had pretty much no experience. Um, so all the voice acting is terrible. Yeah, so I think specifically the story, the legend behind Silent Hill 2 is that there is developed in Japan by Konami. Um, and uh, they just kind of found some Americans living in Tokyo at the time. Can you, can you imagine? Yeah. That, <laughs> Getting um, the cool up. <laughs> that I don't think were like, maybe they were like trying to become actors. I don't really know the full story. Um, but they were obviously quite amateurish. And I imagine trying to direct someone who isn't a great actor and also is American and you're Japanese is probably an incredibly difficult thing to do. Um, so you end up with some very strange line reads and some sort of, I mean, one of my, one of my, uh, topics here is acting and where, I mean, we're covering it. Lucky yeah, we've yeah. smashed it. Yeah. We're in the, the last, the last thing I want to say about the acting is just how dopey James Sunderland is and how I don't think you really got to experience how much of a sort of a hateful, and pitiful character James is. Okay. Um, but he, there's plenty of reasons not to like him. Um, he's kind of an idiot. And I, to be honest, I think the overall value of Silent Hill 2, as I've already said, is not knowing how much of it is an intentional decision. Well, that's, you see, one thing I was going in almost that I had like in my notes here was saying this game feels very intentional. Mm. I mean, I think yeah, there's a lot of a lot of decisions when you look around, be it uh, the consistent look of it all and the way it plays and the sort of spooks that they've gone for. Everything feels very intentional uh, yeah. and not like it was done as an afterthought, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Maybe but it was poorly executed, some of it. Maybe. But or I maybe it's it all, all intentional. intentional. Um, well, it's tough to, tough to know. Yeah, and I think that's a great thing about it. I, th- I don't. I wouldn't take that away. I think it's makes it a lot more like intoxicating to play and fascinating to talk about. Um, let's talk about uh, uh, the gameplay a little. Okay, my least interesting subject: the gameplay. Uh, so skanky controllers. That's what I'm going <laughs> to go with. Okay, skanky little controllers. Uh, very awkward movement, you know, that classic sort tank, of... tank control stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, warthog controls. Yep, sorry, yeah, warthog controls. Warthog controls, as I like to call it, where left and right is turn and back and forwards is forwards or reverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it just felt very sort of awkward to control. You know, hitting people felt very awkward. It's one of those games where it makes you sort of value ammunition, or makes you feel like yeah. you should be sort of conserving and valuing your ammo. And when you're sort of not being effective with your melee weapon, it's quite annoying. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, if you're like, Oh, there's just one guy here. I can handle this pretty easily with like my, whatever what's he got? Like a metal pole or like a plank. I think it might be a plank. Yeah. It's a plank. Yeah. Uh, and you start like swinging it and missing and hitting nothing. And then they hit you like four times and you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, that obviously feels very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, coming to the melee, actually, one of the best things that happened in this game was my backswing. 
<laughs> yeah. It was sick. So basically, <laughs> when you strike in front of you, he goes for this sort of it, it is very Tennessee where you sort of start over the shoulder and sort of arc it down and around to behind you. And amazingly, yeah, like the it. hitbox of the, uh, what's it called, of the plank continues uh, throughout and remains active when you swing it behind you. So there was one moment, or a couple moments actually, where I was turned yeah. the opposite way uh, from my enemy due to these awkward controllers, but was still swinging. And then we just clip him with the back, bang, bang, uh, <laughs> as I swung the plank behind me. It was great. It was delicious to it watch. It was great. I wish we had a clip. Ah, uh, well, we don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> um, some other interesting gameplay things, I think, uh, is the map stuff I really like. Mm, great map. Really great um, map. So it has like a realistic map of the area um like a tourist guide map and james will note it up as you go so when you get to a dead end he'll like cross that bit out or you get to a locked door he'll like draw a red line on it um and this gets intense when you get inside one of the apartment buildings um so he has basically an apartment building map and does the same thing and it just it's adds this level level of like satisfaction to just checking off all the doors one by one yeah, because um, 90% of the doors don't open. And for him to just be like, okay, that one doesn't work, that one doesn't work, um, it's quite a sort of satisfying little wrinkle. And and when you're in these places, especially you're either in like a apartment corridor that all looks the same or you're in a place that has like fog totally surrounding it, it's very yeah. easy to lose your way. So a useful map that tells you which doors you've tried, where you can go, where you can't go, is... Um, a big big time saver and looks great feels great and serves a pretty good purpose and one of the map maps and games are cool man yeah they are i mean if they do good ones i'm trying to think of some that i really like uh yeah sure. <laughs> there's a lot of them to be there fair. are a lot maybe we should think about that one day and do some uh, some of our favorite maps yeah, I bet there's a book out there that you can buy. I bet there is. At least a podcast episode that someone did that's a hell of a lot better than what we'd probably come up with. <laughs> or, yeah, or just like an article or something. Yeah. The best maps in games. Yeah. Um, the other thing on gameplay was just the uh, stupid puzzles. The puzzles are stupid. Puzzles are stupid. Uh, it's They feel super out of place, you know, when you're like collecting coins and there are secret levers. I mean, it feels slightly better than it does in Resident Evil um, because the whole Silent Hill place is sort of spooky and, you mm -hmm. know, disjointed from reality. So you don't feel, like, super expectant that it's going to be... Yeah, that's true. ...you know, not have puzzles. So, But the puzzle's a bit bit dumb. Um, the, uh, yeah, it's... Because they work, they kind of work in the same way as the Resident Evil ones. You sort of find two objects to combine to progress. But the Resident Evil ones are very, like, deliberately, here's a thing that fit. here's a key that goes into a hole. Now go on. Whereas Silent Hill 2 is, like... Oh, yeah, a... there were some really stupid ones. So the main one we had was that there was, like, a big bag blocking a rubbish disposal chute in the apartment building. And at the end of all of this 
trampling through this massive apartment that takes, you know, 400 years. Uh, at the end of it, you find a big can of soup. What is it? Oh, multiple cans of soup. Yeah, like cans of soup or orange juice. Beans or something like that. It's like, yeah. It's like six cans all held together with something. Uh, and, of course, that is the object that is required to throw into the chute to dislodge the bag that's stuck uh, blocking the chute. Yeah. And I think that's obviously that's obscure enough and makes no sense. But I think what makes it even more obscure is that there's there's zero motivation for James to want to get the trash no. down the chute. Yeah. That's where your brain doesn't connect the dots. No. You know, if you're like thinking, okay, I've got to get some, it doesn't say like, he doesn't really even say I should get the trash out of the chute. He just says, oh, it's blocked. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's no real link up. I'm and trying to think like, if there was a little, I mean, it does at least acknowledge it. And I think it also marks it on the map. Yeah. So, so at least the super map comes back into rescue a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, true. The super map sort of helps you out a little bit, but hmm. the puzzle yeah, seems weird. The only other thing with that, which I quite like, um, although I haven't really experimented with, is the game has two difficulty settings, one for um, combat and one for puzzles, which I don't think I've really seen in any other game. I yeah. can't think of any examples, which is quite a cool idea. So it's just like easy, medium, hard for combat and easy, medium, hard for puzzles. And I think with the puzzles, it just makes them, just adds more steps to them, or maybe he James gives you even less hints with the stuff he says. I'm not really sure. I mean, that would be interesting to play. I'd quite, I'd quite mm. like to play a game that was easy puzzles, easy combat. <laughs> so an easy game. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the fact that it was multiple choice doesn't really matter there. <laughs> That's what I'd go for. <laughs> uh, final things on gameplay. I think the enemies are really cool. They look yeah, good. Um, they do this super great like insect walk when you sort of beat them down on the floor. You sort of hit them up enough and they collapse. And then unless you hit them straight away, they start sort of crawling around at lightning speed, uh, yeah. which is incredible because they walk around at snail speed. And then mm-hmm. as soon as they're on the floor, they turn up to 10 and start absolutely going all over the place. They do. Yeah. Um, yeah, they look like sort of mannequins, I guess, don't they? Yeah, they look dumb. But they look they good. They look pretty dumb. They look good. Um, next thing I want to talk about is the cast of characters. Okay. Um, I was really bummed that we didn't make it that far um, because I think some of the interesting moments in Silent Hill 2 are the moments James shares with the like extra cast members. Um, and there's like three or four or five of them wandering around that you just sort of run into every once in a while and you have a little cutscene with them and then they disappear again. Okay. Um, and they're sort of... Well, some like, are definitely, the game's only eight hours. Yeah, I, so I think we really play. meandered... Oh, it didn't feel like it. Mm, there was a bit of meandering going on, I would say. I mean, I chose to walk a fair amount of it. That's true. You were walking a lot. I was when very impressed. I could, when I could run. Um, so maybe, I'm not going to go through all the characters, but um, specifically, I think the best two characters is the one you met, which is the 18-year-old girl that looks like she's 45. Yeah. Um, she's really interesting. We should post a picture um, of her on Instagram and just say, how old is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Um, uh, she's really interesting. She's got a lot of baggage. Um, her like final scene is really, really rad. 
I'm not going to tell it to you because that would ruin it. But um, it's very good. And then you have this other woman called, I don't remember her name, but she looks exactly like your dead wife, except she looks a bit more um, sexy. Sexy. Um, Sexy. um, And the best thing uh, about her is, for some reason, her exact outfit is based on an outfit that Christina Aguilera wore. I love it. Which is so weird. I love um, it, especially coming me, straight out of Japan. Oh my god! Um, I gotta look look it up. Um, Silent Hill Two, like just look up Silent Hill Two. Um, Regular. Christian Aguilera. It's so strange. They just, I guess, they just use that as reference. Maria Silent Hill. Yeah, there she is. Well, it's uh, there she is. Wow, Isn't that weird. Oh yeah, her name's Maria. Yes. I'm um, so it's, yeah, so Maria is like a yeah, sort of a, a a sexy version of your dead wife and she sort of is like a temptation and like lots of things, lots of things going on with Maria. Um okay. she's she looked yeah, and she looks Damn, sort of look creepily. At Christina Aguilera. <laughs> she looks young. She does, she looks so young. Wow. Yeah, she looks a lot like Cameron Diaz, which I imagine uh, was on purpose. Maria, her face. What? Yeah. Uh, okay. She's like same exact face. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say about her. There's something. There's there's something cool about her. She's weird. She's interesting, but only really sort of. Oh yeah, have you seen the uh, Kindergarten Cop Silent Hill thing too? I saw this mm. on Reddit actually. What? Um, so a lot of like the assets in Silent Hill. The mm. first one seemed to be have been based off the movie Kindergarten Cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> really? Really. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, so if you Google uh, Silent Hill Kindergarten Cop. Oh, wow. And you'll, uh, yeah, you'll see it. Oh, look at that. Isn't that nutty? <sighs> That's amazing. So, like, <sighs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Isn't that's that so weird it's proper weird that's so good Ooh, like the post i think i love art. it just because it's like it's like the japanese like not going to america to doing research just what <laughs> taking an american film that came out recently um wow that's really cool mm. um yeah, it's what a friggin' rad game. So he'll do this, man. Yeah, good game. Let me get over it. Good game. Um, and then what else have I got here? Yes. I wrote down great moments. I don't know what that means now. Oh, are there particular great moments that you feel? Maybe there are certain there... impact moments that you feel require a little bit of love. There are, but my head's dropped all of them out. All right. So I should, probably should have written more detailed notes. Bin them. Bin that bit. And then the other thing, which um, you didn't really get to experience, and you don't because you kind of have to finish the game, but even then you won't really know, is um, the way it picks your ending is really strange. Um, so you get, like, good and bad endings. I don't know how many endings there are. There's one joke ending with a dog. Um, okay. I think I've uh, seen a meme of that, yeah. Um. Yeah, so you get a bunch of different endings, and it depends on lots of things. So the things you do in the game, um, 
things you attack and don't attack, but also one of them is like the things you examine in your inventory. Yeah. So if you like examine the photo of Mary a lot, you get that influences you to get a good ending. But at some point, um, the girl that looks 45 gives you a knife, which okay. you can't use. You can only examine it. Okay. You take it from her because it looks like she's going to use it to hurt herself, basically. Okay. Um, and if you examine that over and over again, that gets you a badder ending. So it's just strange Ooh. stuff like that. I which mean, that's, is like, that's particularly strange considering I can't imagine there's too many people who no. examine these objects more than no, once, once or twice once. at max. It doesn't, and the game doesn't like try to get you to do it. You know, it doesn't like... It's not like there's puzzles or something where you're like, oh, maybe I should examine the knife yeah. or maybe I should examine that photo. So it's a really strange thing. Yeah. But I kind of like it. I like those like kind of Easter egg kind of things that like only exist for people that want to do some information digging. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, so then what otherwise is there just like a normal ending that... I mean, you know, if you no, examine each, think... if you're like a normal person and examine each one of these objects once, mm. what, what I mean, I think there's like a, there's, there's no, there's definitely some like things you do that like have a small influence, no matter what, mm-hmm. I think. And then those other ones kind of tip the scale, I think. Okay. I think there's, I think there's an ending that most people get. And then there's a couple of more. Okay. Randos. Agree. Yeah. There's a couple more things, but I think that's kind of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a good time playing it. Hmm. Uh, it was cool, spooky, bulky game, really. I agree. Yeah. Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2, everyone. Oh, Episode Loki. 101 wrapped up in the bank. Gosh. You're going to tell me what I'm going to play now? Yes, I am. Off Tomorrow's a bank holiday. Clues. Should be great for that. Yeah. Happy Easter. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, you want some clues for this game? Yeah, always. Okay. You've played it before. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clue two. It was hyped up to be a bit of a super game. What does super game mean? As in very good. Very good. Okay. Were we hyped about it? Yes. Okay. But not like insanely, insanely, insanely hyped, but excited. Okay. Okay. And three, that was forever ago. <laughs> uh, we were excited for it probably when we were 14. Maybe older, 16. So it was on the PlayStation 3 system. Nope. No. Mm-mm. What else would it have been on? You want another clue? Yeah. Uh, animals. I think you're going to have to tell me. You ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Overgrowth. <laughs> I own overgrowth. I know. <laughs> I know you do. That's why I picked it. <laughs> because I wanted to play it and, you know, that's. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Overgrowth is a weird game. Yeah. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. I'm with you. Let's do it. Are you going to play it too? Yeah. Of course. Okay. I'm down. Of course. Yeah. Let's get Overgrowth. Let's do it. 
see how this game turned out. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because I mean there were so many times, uh, and I was looking it up, and it said that development has now stopped on this. I game. think it. I think it only actually finally came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. think it'd be exciting to see what we can finally say about it. Hmm. Great. Yeah. Um, Lucky. Yo. Did you know this podcast comes out every single Monday morning on iTunes, SoundCloud, and some other places? I sure did. Did you know that we have an Instagram? I do. Uh, it's what? called uh, Template3HR. Did you know we, 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 have a, we have an email? I did. What was it, what's that? Template3HR at gmail.com. Um, if you have anything to say about Silent Hill 2 or Overgrowth, write in and we'll talk about it. Yeah, if you have any uh, comments um, on either of, mm. yeah. Give us a zap us a message and we'll be sure to look at them and possibly include them. Yes. Yeah. So, um, anything else? That's all on my end. Well, the music started playing, so oh. probably time to say goodbye.